Uh, and joining us now is Shane Tapo, political commentator. Let's talk about Shane Jones, another Shane, and his chances in yeah. Northland. Shane, good afternoon. G'day, 104 days to election day. How about that? Ooh, eh? Exciting. Uh, I, I was surprised to see this as any uh, sort of deal of an announcement, but I'm going to ask a really insightful question here, Shane, yeah. about Shane Jones' mm-hmm. uh, an announcement. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon? I reckon he's got a, a, a fair go, and I think that might not be a, like a deal deal on the table, but Jean Prime, who's likely to be the Labour candidate, might just turn turn it down a bit. And um, I see, interestingly enough, um, quite a high file, uh, high, high profile figure from um, from uh, Federated Farmers, traditionally aligned to the National Party, said we're going to perhaps we need to think about giving Shane Jones a go. So I think he's in with a shot. Yeah, because if you combine Willow Jean's vote, not mm-hmm. that you can necessarily do that um, totally as no, a mathematical yeah. equation. Um, mm. Well, they've got that certainly because uh, Matt King only squeaked in with a, what a, a couple of thousand or fifteen hundred votes yeah. above Winston. Yeah. But that was Winston. Is Shane Jones enough of the man of the people that he has that appeal where people will actually look at his name on the ballot and go, "Oh yeah, he's our man." Well, interesting enough, they might get two for one because I understand that Winston isn't standing in, the, in, in an actual seat this time, so he'll have probably more time to spend in and around other electorates trying to get that party vote up. So he might spend quite a bit of time uh, with Shane, so it might be sort of dual meetings going around uh, pressing the flesh, so they might get uh, two for the price of one. No, he's not a Winston, but he has a high profile in his own right, born and bred in the far north. And, of course, all that infrastructure spending, all that investment or whatever you want to call it in, 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 the, in, in the north, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But what I what I do um, see, though, Tim, is when you get out of the big cities, you get out of Auckland, Hamilton and Wellington, you do see the, um, uh, you know, particularly pre-COVID-19, you do, you do see some traction in terms of um, some of that infrastructural growth. Yeah, let, let's talk about and that. We, we know we need it in the regions. We know it. Yeah, absolutely. Because I wouldn't characterise it as bribes, even if some mm. people may think of it that way. It, it's, <laughs> it's just that when you drive through Northland and you see two very different New Zealands and you yeah. see some pockets of affluent New Zealand, particularly on the East Coast, and then you see... Not pockets. You see some large areas of really quite impoverished areas and, and predominantly Maori areas. How much of a difference has the yep. provincial growth fund made there? Well, I think it has. And you are quite right. Kirikiri and Kaikoi, your miles will be in two different countries. You know, and more the same. Um, at the, um, I think it's. Uh, you know what? I, 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 these things take a, a while to get up and running, but I think that there seems to be a, a, a better vibe, more hope. COVID-19 might have leveled things, but in fact, what might happen in terms of COVID-19, maybe that will ramp things up and get people thinking about how they get out of um, how they get out of this issue. And, you know, uh, Jones, Peters, they're Northland born and bred, they have profile. Matt King, really not known um, particularly well within the electorate and certainly not well, not, not well known on the national front. And if you're going to be a voter in North, you, you know, you can actually have a real say in perhaps um, who would who will form the next government, other than perhaps voting for backbench MP. So, you know, all of those, all of those things will count, and um, and we'll see how busy Shane gets uh, as we uh, as we as I said at the beginning of um, this little talk, uh, 104 days out. Um, can Winston credit? Well, you know that Muller hasn't ruled him out. Um, he's sort of been a bit wishy-washy around New Zealand First, but can can Winston New Zealand First ever credibly work with National? Or maybe more importantly, would can New Zealand First 
voters, can they have an opinion about which way they'd go? Because, or, or is it, well, where does it, where do you think that's going to go? Well, I, look, I've, I've been in and around, in and around uh, New Zealand first a little, uh, a, a little bit over the last three, four years. I think, by and large, they actually tend to be more conservative. They tend to be more national voters than they do Labour voters. So, yeah, I think credibility, uh, in terms of credibility, they can go with Labour and national. And Winston, Winston will play that 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 card close to his chest. I think that you know you have to have to give him his his dues. He doesn't make the decision until after the um, cards fall. And, you know, he will be facing an uphill um, battle to get to the 5% because that's simply the way that third parties tend to go after after uh, picking sides. The reality is that whether they go with National or Labour, they always lose support as a result of that. So that's just the way it is. I don't think, this is personal opinion, I don't think mm-hmm. Winston will side with National for as long as he lives anymore. Um, I, I think that he enjoys ridiculing National more than he enjoyed criticising Labour. And I think he actually gets along quite well with Jacinda Ardern. So as much as he's trying to carve out why he's in a different party, because he's not in the Labour Party, clearly, so so I'm not surprised that there are some differences of opinion that are being publicly aired at the moment. Um, but I, I do not see him going with National at all. Well, I don't think National's going to be an option. I think they might pick up, you know, they've had some very bad poll results. They might pick up another 5 or 6%, but I don't think they're going to get near enough to the 50%, even if New Zealand first gets more than uh, 5%. So I don't think that's going to be a factor. I think what might be interesting, though, guys, is that you might get 2 or 3%, and that's all you need to be a game-changer for uh, of National Party voters. Think, think, geez, we're not going to get National over the line, but we need the moderation on New Zealand first, and we'll vote for them. So at least we're going to have a New Zealand first Green and uh, Labour coalition government rather than what many of the New Zealand First and the national fringe parties um, supporters will not be happy with, and that's a Green Labour um, coalition. So, you know, I think um, I think what could happen is New Zealand First um, and those fringe national people might might um, might uh, carve off a bit of vote to um, see Winston over the line. Well, they might give it to ACT. Um, so, if because he's he's guaranteed, he's a shoe and an Epsom, I, so, I guess, but that's the, you mentioned the sort of 5% whether, whether New Zealand First mm. can get back up there. Well, what chance of that? So it, what, if Shane doesn't get um, Northland, how much trouble is Winston in? How much chance that they can... What were they, 2.5% the last sort of poll? Yeah, but again, we know one thing about Winston. He is a pretty good campaigner, you know, and and he picks up that vote, uh, th- you know, um, 3 or 4%. I, th- I think he's got... I, I think he can do it. He's done it before. And, you know, um, I think with all, all political pundits have uh, written off... Uh, Winston and New Zealand first at the peril, and I, I just get a sense, particularly in the regions that they'll see him over, that they'll he will get over the five percent. I, I don't think it. I think it'll be a shade on or over five percent, but I think that hedging the bent bet, bet in terms of some of those fringe national uh, voters, I think that could come into play. I, I think that Shane Jones will win the seat. Um, and it would be relatively close, but I do think he'll win it. And uh, you were talking some numbers before. Um, Mm -hmm. It wasn't that big a victory for Matt King in the last election, so he doesn't have to change that too much. But I feel like Shane Jones is not as well-liked nationwide as he used to be. Would you agree with that or disagree, do you think? Well, I, I think I think that he likes to be that just his nature. He likes to shake things up. He likes to be uh, confrontational. You know, I think most listeners will know that I, I know him probably better than I most know most other members of parliament. Um, he is liked, uh, particularly in Northland. People do like engaging with him. And you know, Northland politics is very unusual. Uh, they do like 
big, bold politicians, you know. Before Matt King, you had uh, John Carter, you've had John Banks up there, you've had Winston, you've had Honey Hutterwetter as a as a Māori member of parliament. They like big, bold politicians up the north, and I think that will play to Shane's advantage. The other thing is that we, what we all know is that he's very good on the hustings, he's a very good debater, um, Matt uh, has been lacklustre, is lacklustre, and I'll, I think he'll mm. suffer as a result of that. All right, thank you so much for being on the program. Political commentator Shane Tapo. we'll talk again soon. Thanks, guys.